One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. US, US military, military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the no, no Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> Wrestling fans and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. And bro, that was a the show last night was much better than my intro. Yeah, uh, yes, sir. The uh, the start of dynamite definitely uh, beat our beat our intro there. I tell you, I was uh, right when the show started. Just how I do, I start. I'm checking the crowd out. I'm seeing what's what. Just like the crowd was on ten. Oh my gosh! And you know the reference of San Juan that whole weekend was awesome. Jacksonville was good for like the first I don't know forty five minutes of that three hours, and I don't know if they had some dark matches before or you know if they gave <laughs> melatonin and it kicked in after forty five minutes or something. But this crowd for AEW was feeling it, and uh, just I couldn't be if I was uh, one of the boys or girl uh, boys and girls in the locker room, I would have been so proud. To be part of that show and part of AEW last night, because dude, that was on ten. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that that, that crowd, and uh, you know, you've got me paying more attention to it. But yeah, that crowd was rocking. I mean, I would almost put it up there with San Juan. Like they seemed as loud, they seemed as into it. I was blown away at how. Uh, and and it's not like Detroit is a town they don't go to often. I mean, it's a it's a wrestling town, so it's not like they're starred for wrestling, like you know, Manitoba. So I was surprised at how loud they were. 
for sure. I thought it was fantastic. And then you open with the kind of match they opened with. <laughs> Holy shit, man. man. Like, how are you not pumped up? That that Phoenix, uh, Ray Phoenix and Claudio match was... I. So I, I said this uh, today earlier at work to you. Like, I literally watched... Uh, watched dynamite uh till about the christian cage promo and i went man hold on i stopped it started it over and watched it again because i was that (laughs) into it like i literally watched it two times last night and and loved it both times like it was such a good match that claudio and uh a matter of fact i'm probably gonna watch it again like that's one that's gonna stay in my dvr for a while because that whole program and we'll go through it like I said, we don't usually like to run down the cards, but this one I almost feel like we have to. I think it's I think it's worth it. And like when you talk about, you know, I'm a fan in a stadium and we're not in the Pontiac Superdome. We're not, you know, it's it's one of the off um off the beaten path, probably seats fifteen K or whatever. I think once they get past Wembley, they are gonna have to upgrade their booking where they're going to. They're filling the United Center. They're going to fill freaking Wembley and they are on the map. And I don't like, not that I don't care, but I don't care. I don't want to hear it anymore that, oh, we're only four years old. We're only whatever. You are a pro wrestling company that has got it figured out. Yeah. And and, and Wembley shows that, man. I mean, 70,000 tickets already and they don't even have a match scheduled yet. Like that's impressive the minute they announce whoever it's going to be whether it's going to be you know pack and, and omega or or cm punk and will osprey or whatever you know your dream matches because you know he's gonna put some dream matches on whatever those dream matches are going to be and oh the, man the interesting oh, thing man. though is this isn't a forbidden door so it's probably gonna be mostly aew skewed um the only reason i say will osprey is because he is he's over there uh i did like his comment about the fact that you know like i understand if i'm not on the card because i'm not AEW, um, and they've got Pack and Jamie Hader and all that. He goes, but I'd I'd like to be there. So yeah, no, I'd yeah, I was gonna him. say, hey, breaking news. Allegedly, as of yesterday, he is he is unofficially booked for the show in Wembley. And again, like you said, they haven't even announced one single match. You know, and it's kudos to them. And I know the name WrestleMania sort of sells itself like the Super Bowl, but this is the first like major international. Like, like this is the ma- first major stadium show that they have done, and they are killing it. And it, th- I mean, this could be this is history, like the model of what they're gonna do in the future. And I, I, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna pull in what was it like sixteen point? I think it's sixteen point seven million just at the gate. That's before you buy one single, you know, whatever crumpet and. Um, ale and dude, it's uh, oh man, I really mm, yeah, (laughs) fish and chips. But yeah, I I can't wait to hear your uh, rundown of the card and what you thought because when when they first locked up, when they first locked up, I was like, okay, cool. And then as the match started to roll on, I was like, oh, I know, I'm betting that he's standing up right now talking about (laughs) you and. uh, Moving around and just like squirreling around in your seat, pausing, going, you know, grabbing your Twitter machine, going, holy shit. And uh, super exciting to see the progression, especially because Julia Hart, you normally see her ringside. And it was really good to see Anna Jay in the ring. And uh, she was really, she was killing it. And hey man, she's got a bad attitude and a fat ass. 
Her <laughs> words. So her I, words, not mine. Hey, so I heard. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just quoting. I'll neither confirm nor de- deny. I just yeah. that's what I've heard. But yeah, uh, yeah. And, and speaking of of the the Wembley show, I and and maybe this is just me because I'm I'm an AEW fan, but I almost put this on par with like WrestleMania one as far as like a history making event. Because wow. I mean, think about it. Like no other company other than WWE has sold more than I think it was. I think the record outside of WWE was like forty-seven thousand people. Like, wow. that, and that's WCW with the NWO at its prime, and that's ECW and ECW at its prime. Like no other outside of WWE has sold that many tickets. So this is a yeah. huge thing. So you and have, I know there's some. You, go ahead. No, yeah. So you have the record-breaking, um, historic, monumental WrestleMania one. But then you have, and we talked about this the other day about WrestleMania three and how it changed with closed circuit TV and all this other stuff. But equally important, but man, putting putting this show up against WrestleMania one or WrestleMania three is extremely significant, especially in this day and age. Wrestling is a hundred something years old. WWE almost had the market cornered outside of a couple of little independents and the Ring of Honors and the uh, wrestling from Hollywood. And now here we are talking about them filling Wembley. I'm if uh, Tony Khan isn't putting a couple of feathers in his cap, TK, hey, cap it. Congratulations. Uh, you should be extremely proud of the of the efforts you've done. And like you were saying, you were there at the that the um, the news conference or the press conference. And when I saw Jericho and me thinking back, I had read a story not that long ago where Jericho told McMahon to his face, I will not wrestle in North America for any other company because he was doing the New Japan thing as the not pain maker, but um, yeah, pain maker, pain maker. And now here he is, the face and the first champion of AEW. And now he's the flag bearer and plank owner at AEW and just doing great stuff. And yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm excited. This show was awesome, but I can only imagine the energy <laughs> and what what the Wembley show is going to register on the Richter scale. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I, I'd be curious, like a uh, sound decibels, how loud it's going to get oh, in there. Like God. when Judas plays or you know, CM Punk music hits or Kenny Omega comes out with the Young Bucks, like whatever they've got planned up their sleeves. I mean, he's mentioned that he's got some surprises he's going to try to pull out. Like who knows what they're going to do? It's going to be huge. Like I wish I could get my passport in time because I absolutely would love to go (laughs) over there for it. Yeah. You, You talk about when Judas hits and when, you know, like every entrance, they are just going to get louder and louder. And so like, just imagine fantasy booking the first match and the main event. What match do you tell the world that AEW is here and we're not going anywhere? Because, like, I mean, they are going to be fighting to be that first match, to be the, you know, do you put, I like, if it were me, whatever program you have Jericho in, I have Jericho as my first match. Rumor is it's going to be Jericho and CM Punk. So wow. you could have you could have that as I could see that as your opening match because that's too perfect pow in your face holy crap like we're gonna be excited for this and then I, I think your main event's gonna be uh, I mean I would do like Omega and Will Ospreay three maybe if Omega loses at Forbidden Door and loses the title to him uh, you know then he's going for a rematch or whatever I mean they, oh wow. there's yeah. so many things they're gonna do 
And and if you don't want Will Ospreay, like do you know Omega and Brian Danielson, you know, in an Iron Man match or something like that? Who knows? Ooh, yeah. Uh, MJF, I think would be a perfect person. Like maybe Omega and MJF. Like who knows? I think uh, you know you put Orange Cassidy maybe an MJF somewhere on oh that card. Orange Cassidy's music hits, dude. I would like I I like I like scoot up in my seat whenever I hear uh, freshly squeezed music and uh, MJF those those two and uh, yeah I I don't man, that's a that's gonna be one I'm gonna grind on a little bit because you're gonna have AEW you're gonna have Ring of Honor I. I'm pushing the I believe button. You're probably going to have some New Japan Bubba's. Maybe you have um, uh, the Takata Okada. Left. You mean oh, Okada? I'm sorry. Yeah. You have maybe he's settled and now he's going to be all elite. Man, I just yeah. Woo. I mean, if you, you've got and like you said, Ring of Honor. You've got Shibata sitting in Ring of Honor now as the pure champion. So you could do a Shibata match in there. Uh, yeah. It, to be honest, I think I would open with Jamie Hader. Like hometown. Oh my God. Yes. Well, home country, yeah. I guess. Home country. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Champion. Like I would open like her and Monet. I or mean, her and Soraya. Yeah. I just, that would oh, be, that'd be that'd perfect. Be, yep. That would be perfect. I almost wouldn't want to give them separate matches though, just so they both have their hometown win. That's so true. So maybe, yeah. maybe, uh, you know, you have Jamie Hayter and I, I want to say Monet because I think. Bringing in Sasha Banks or uh, Mercedes Monet would be awesome, and I think they could draw her in for that, and I think that would sell even more tickets. So I'd like to see that, and then Soraya, maybe Soraya and Shida uh, would be a good one, or or Britt maybe, or Britt, yeah, Soraya and Britt too wouldn't be too bad. Uh, who knows what Thunder Rose is doing? Uh, we saw her show up last yeah, night. She, yeah, she went into the boss's locker room, so that uh, she's like, "Hey, put me on the card." Or do you I don't are just you want setting the up payday? I, are you I setting up thun, Thunder Britt Baker too uh, at oh. uh, at All In? You know, I mean, yeah. It was, uh, but speaking of the card last night, we should probably talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we spent fifteen minutes. We're fifteen minutes in still. We, we spent fifteen minutes talking about what we wanted to talk about next podcast, yeah. not uh, not this one. So that's all right. But yeah, we already kind of talked about Claudio and uh, Phoenix, dude. That match for two guys that have never worked together. There were a couple points where I felt that, but overall, man, it was fantastic. It was paced very well. Uh, it was one of those matches that you don't want to look too closely because you can see how the sausages is being made. Because there were a couple, like uh, specifically when he's doing the dives outside and he catches in the one, you can kind of see him get ready to catch him and he slowed yeah. down right before. <laughs> yeah. But like that kind of stuff, I forgive because, you know, if I'm there live watching it, you don't notice that stuff. And the only reason I noticed is because I probably watched it two times already and probably going to be a third now. So, um, <laughs> but. You know, that that's any match you see that, so that's fine. Uh, but just amazing match. Claudio comes out on top, so now we're going to get uh, another pairing of those two. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus Claudio and whoever his, his partner is going to be for the Ring of Honor Tag Tamp Champions, which is interesting because if you think about it, that match, no matter what, was going to be a, a one and two at least. So that match is the opening match to whatever they're going to do a rematch to. So if they had gone out there and bombed, that's not a good thing. So the fact that they went out there and just absolutely destroyed and did such a phenomenal job in the first time working in the ring together makes me go, what are they going to do next? <laughs> because yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, I thought, yeah, just that action. What a, what an amazing way to begin uh, a show for sure. And then you will write from that into Renee Paquette, who had an awesome night too, in my opinion, but Renee standing in the back and, and they're panning up from somebody's feet and oh my God, Miro's back. 
Yes, please. Like, I've missed Miro on my TV, so all down for that. Fantastic. Uh, then we had the MJF promo thing, which I thought was really good, too. Um, and his was the first of four of them throughout the night. And I thought they were all done very well. E- even Jungle Boys with Christian Cage, who's his nemesis now, even talking shit about him. Yeah, you know, if he can pull his head out of his ass, he'll be this, this, and this. Like, I thought all four of those vignettes was perfect for where this feud's at right now. Yeah, I, I was really surprised that the, um, trying to think of the right wording, but like just the way Christian was so complimentary of him. And I aligned myself with Jungle Boy because I thought he was the most talented out of all of them. I was like, oh, wow, was that something nice, ni- you know, nicely said out of Christian's mouth? And um, each vignette was done so well that after each one, I was like, oh, yeah, he's definitely winning. Oh, wait. Yep. Oh, oh yeah, he's definitely, oh, wait, oh, wait. And it's, uh, I think MJF is going to come out the victor, but there will, I think everybody's going to get made. And uh, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a five-star, a five-star match. So I, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I don't see anybody but uh, MJF winning it. However, I think it's going to be enough to make us go, oh, okay, cool. Oh, okay, good. So, uh, and I think, I loved MJF's uh, vignette where he goes, you know, I've just did the best dog collar match. I did the best Iron Man match. I did the best this. Now I'm going to do the best four-way match. I'm like, those are big words because there's been some pretty good four-way matches. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, great vignette. And then, like I said, all four of them I liked. I like Darby Allens. Uh, you know, why I do stupid things is because I want to prove to people I can do them and Sting talking about them. Uh, and then Sammy's kind of came off very baby ish which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting where he was like, well, I'm not supposed to be here and I'm not supposed to be this and I'm not, I was supposed to be I'm like, man, what's, yeah, I'm, whoo, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something that, so do you, so whenever you just kind of like when um, it was Charlotte, Rhonda and Becky and you needed Charlotte in the ring to be the ring general for that match, do you think one of those guys needs to be the ring general or do you think that they're all equal in that they'll be able to carry they'll be able to carry their own they'll all be able to get their stuff in and everybody's gonna go home win lose or draw everybody's gonna go home a winner yeah i i think in ring wise they're probably all it's interesting because they all have such different styles um but i think in ring they're all Damn, very that's a good. good point too yeah that's a uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like, a really good point. They're all kind of completely, and they all can do each other's styles, but they all wrestle it a little differently. Because you know, Darby Allen can do the flying off the top rope, and all, and he does, but his looks a lot more like I'm throwing my body into it. You know, uh, MJ or MJF could do dives off the rope, but he doesn't because he doesn't believe in it. And Sammy Guevara does that amazing Spanish fly, which Jungle Boy can do, but he doesn't. He does a different version. So they all kind of have their own different styles of doing stuff. Uh, if I were to say who I think would call the match and probably plot it out and like maybe call some of the stuff on the fly, I, I would probably think MJF. I think he's got, I, I don't know why. I just, and I don't know this for a fact, but he seems to have a better knowledge of it. I think he's worked with Punk. He's worked with Danielson. Now, I mean, Guevara worked with Danielson in a two out of three falls match. So yeah, that's he's true. had that Danielson experience too, but he never worked punk. Uh, I just think there's a reason MJF is as good as he is. And I think he is one of those. He's definitely a student of the game. So I think kind of putting him in there, he could probably be that general if he needs to be. Uh, but I think they all could be in there 
holding their own. I think it's going to be a fantastic match. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that whole entire card will, and we can you know cut another episode on that card. But last night, man, it's uh, it just kept getting better and better. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, you're going to have a couple of stinkers. It'll still be a good show. Hold my beer. Because it was like they kept, <laughs> it was like when uh, the last show of WCW, they kept outdoing each other. And it, it was like one of the greatest shows. And now here we are in Detroit and they're just, man, they just brought it. I, I don't know what, I don't know what was in the cooler in the back, but uh, kudos to whoever gave the rah-rah speech before the, you know, before the cameras went live. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. And, and um, you know, part of it. Part of it probably has to do with everybody kind of before the main event knew that everybody was talking about the main event. So I'm like, all right, well, I want to go out there and outdo it. And I mean, there and there's been things where Kenny Omega, uh, I think, was it all out? May have been all out. It was no, I don't remember what pay per view it was, but he was. They opened the match. It was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega opened the match. And as he's walking back, he looks at the camera and goes, "Y'all beat that, you know, you know, beat that shit or something <laughs> like that." Like basically yeah. challenging the rest of the locker room. I have a feeling they do a lot of that. Like, all right, well, I got to be the best in the show. And and I think that's one of the things that drives AEW, in my opinion. Uh, not that I'm saying WWE doesn't do it, but I don't feel that in WWE. I don't feel them going, I'm going to have a better match than you. I'm going to prove it. And I feel that. Because it's in so AEW. produced. Yeah. And it's so almost like, I don't want to say cinematic because that's, you know, I don't think that's the right term, but it's just shy of cinematic where they practice and they practice and the producers do this and they do the run through. And, you know, every show was done with, I think, 18 cameras in a production van outside. And, you know, AEW is doing the same thing. And it's not quite, here we go. I get the Lucha Underground in. It's not quite that (laughs) grainy Lucha Underground production, but it's not that polished, everybody sit on their hands, WWE. And uh, I think the city of Detroit, they played into the, you know, they, they didn't do it for the just the house show they brought it and it was i didn't i didn't see the figures for uh the attendance and the the watches last night but like what we were talking about i don't think the watch and the uh, you know the demo and stuff is is not that it's not relevant but it, i don't think it's as relevant and this show like to everybody who watches wrestling and enjoys sports entertainment go on your demand look up the uh 10th of may AEW and just sit back and relax and enjoy because it <laughs> Try was to awesome. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy from start to finish. There, there wasn't one bad match. No, and and I'll, I'll speed through some of this and any of it you want to talk about, we can. But you had the the Mark Briscoe thing where obviously he's going to be the uh, guest referee. That was uh, fun. the only thing I say about that is when I saw that pile driver, I got a little scared because his head looked a little low. But apparently he's okay. I haven't heard anything about an injury because I got a little worried and he sold it real well. So. Kudos to him, but uh, I thought thought the way they pulled it off was pretty good. I mean, yeah, I thought, yeah, good good spot. And we had uh, the the Jericho in the back talking about I've got Adam Cole banned. Roderick Strong comes over. Okay, cool. I want a bare knuckle fight. You know, we're gonna fight all over the arena. Sorry, shout out to the what culture guys because that's what they say now, and I get stuck <laughs> in my head. But yeah. uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have a false count anywhere match. Well, I got the JAS. Oh no. I went to legal counsel too, and they're barred from the arena. So that ought to be really good next week. So that's something to look forward to. Um, then we had Tony Khan, uh, big announcement. You know, we're going to talk about something big next week, which I think we all know it's going to be collision. The only thing I did find is it said Wednesday on TNT. 
And I thought, oh, he flubbed that. Well, somebody posted on Twitter, uh-oh, Tony said TNT instead of TBS. And he responded with, no, I, I meant TNT. So I'm curious what that's going to be. Like, I wonder if maybe they're going to have an announcement as to what the, maybe the first commercial for Collision is going to air on TNT. And that'll be the the lead into the announcement. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a weird, I don't know, just something weird. I'm wondering if that has to do with the NBA playoffs. So they're going to be on a different channel that night. But they have, they didn't say anything about it all night long. So I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, maybe TNT, maybe Dynamite will be on TNT next week. So I kind of kept waiting to hear like, hey, special note, we won't be on TBS. We'll be on TNT. Special note. They didn't do that all night. So, and it could have just been he did flub it and he just didn't want to say he flubbed it. So he made that comment. But I, I <laughs> yeah. thought it was. Kept it going. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was interesting that he responded to the guy on Twitter and said, no, I did that on purpose. I'm like, okay. So. Who knows? Like I said, maybe it'll be a collision commercial on TNT at eight o'clock tomorrow or, you know, next Wednesday or whatever the case is. So then we had the the second match of the night, which was the damn Orange Cassidy and, and uh, Daniel Garcia match. Man, ah, that so had I, me at the edge <laughs> of my seat. So and good. Orange Cassidy, his entrance music is my new favorite. And I was on my I was on the edge of my seat from the time his music hit. Till the time they announced, like, till the announcers said, and still international champion. Because, dude, they had me. They freaking had me. I'm like, they're going to put, and, you know, me, I'm from Buffalo. uh, You know, here's Garcia from Buffalo. I'm like, soft spot in my heart. And, uh, man, it was, uh, (laughs) it was, woo. Such a good match. Like, I love the mat work to begin with. Like, Orange Cassidy showing Garcia, I can mat work with you. I love the the submission stuff they did, uh, and then stomping on his hand while he's got him in the submission. Oh. I'm just like, I love, there are two stories they're telling here that are fantastic. You've got Orange Cassidy, the fighting champion. I think they said this is his 21st or 22nd defense. Yeah. Something yeah, like that. Which, and each one, he's got more and more injuries. He's more and more hurt. So you're like, you're on the edge. You're like, all right, is this the one? This is the one he's going to lose it. This is the one he's going to lose it. Okay, this is the one he's going to lose, and and he's not. He's doing that awesome pulling through. Like he is, I would almost say he's probably one of the best champions out there right now. Just the work rate. uh, I don't know that I can name all twenty-two of matches, but I could probably at least name five or ten of them that were amazing matches uh, that were just like blow away, like holy cow, you know. Uh, Somebody mentioned to me once about him and Vikingo. I'm like, yes, I'd like to see that. Oh, I'd like to see Orange Cassidy and Vikingo. Yeah. Uh, Yep. Please sign me up for that. Yeah. And he has quickly become one of my favorites. And I think I talked about it in a couple podcasts ago about how I think he's one of the underrated pillars because he's yeah. been there since day one. He's beaten Chris Jericho. He's been in matches with Moxley. He was in there with Omega and Pac, like to the point where we all thought he was going to win the championship at that one, what was it, double or nothing we went to in the Daily's place. We all thought, oh, he's going to win this championship. And he didn't, but Jesus, it was great. It, yeah, it was very convincing. It was, uh, and, you know, Orange Cassidy didn't start at AEW. But he's definitely like cut his cut his teeth and the um you know, he had some really great match gimmick gimmick matches with Jericho, the uh the sunset or the sunrise yeah, the orange match, punch match know. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, like you said, I th- I think he's very is it unest underestimated, but he's got a title. And, you know, sometimes titles make people and sometimes people make titles. And this I think is a case where it's 50-50, and, and anybody who's going to come get that AEW international title, they better pack a lunch because uh, Orange Cassidy's he's putting in work. So kudos to him, and phew, yeah, it yeah, was ab- awesome. Absolutely. 
Uh, and then the, and then the other part of the story is Garcia where, you know, he, and this has been a very slow burn one, but the whole, he's a professional wrestler. Oh no, I'm a sports entertainer. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some States. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And like some of the facials and stuff he did at the end of that match were like, he lost because he was doing the stupid get goofy stuff. Like you can kind of see it dawning on him. Like <laughs> the maybe I should not humping. be. Yeah, maybe I should not be doing the dance and and all that other crazy stuff he does. Yeah, and like I think that's a slow story that's unfolding. Yeah, yeah. Dad, I can't even do it, but yeah. yeah, I don't have the rhythm he does. Yeah, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's it's planting those seeds where it's it's going to cause the implosion of the JAS and um, oh, yeah. yeah, I yeah I. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I I didn't dislike one single piece of this show at all. Then uh, then we had Christian Cage come out uh, and cut. Oh, man. Talk about some heat. Like, we we talk about Dominic Mysterio and booze and you can't hear him talking. <laughs> and, you know, may or may not be piped in. Don't know. That was definitely not piped in last night. And you could barely hear Christian Cage over just even the point at the end of the promo he says, kiss my ass. And he throws the mic down. Like he was almost to the point of that. But uh it was kind of a rough promo he got too about dead dads and dead sons and Arn Anderson oh, just man. lost his son. And then he quickly said Brock Anderson. I'm like, okay. But there was still that little, you know, and I was like, whoo, he is close to home. Oh, Lee, man, he is such a nasty heel. So I'm looking forward to that match too. So that was a quick one. And then we roll into another match that surprised me. I wouldn't say match of the night. I wouldn't say best match I've seen, but very good, which is the Julia Hart, uh, Anna Jay match. Oh man. Those that, women went out there and beat the shit out of each other. That I, I honestly think because I was so blown away based on what I was expecting and I thought they would have a good match. I thought they'd, you know, it wasn't going to be a divas match. I thought they'd, you know, they'd get some moves in. I didn't expect that chair pancake move. Oof. And I legit was looking up doctors and medical facilities <laughs> in the Detroit area <laughs> that do at home care because I thought she was legit hurt. Yeah. And she sold that really well. That, that I, I'm, I think that may have been my favorite match of the night. Really? Because I was so blown away. And just to see the growth in Anna Jay and man, I just I was I was blown away. The growth in Anna Jay, huh? <laughs> gotcha. Don't make it weird. Yeah. Yowza. <laughs> yeah, she She had some nice gear. I mean, every time I see her, I, I it blows my mind that she is, I think, just over a hundred matches now. 
Like she is really green in the business, but you can tell she's someone that sits in the back, watches tape, talks to probably Brian Danielson, talks to Jericho, talk to CM Punk about what could I do better? Cause she is improving every match I see her and she's better. Same with Julia Hart. I remember Julia Hart as the goofy little cheerleader that came out. Now, like she's in this match and I'm like, damn, she's gotten really good. Like I just, and wow. Kudos was- to like Malachi Black. Um, you know, I'm sure Mark Henry is back there putting in the work. Kenny Omega is, is, and Big Show or, uh, Paul White, the, um, you know, the work that Kenny Omega is putting in with the women's division. I'm sure the Bucks are back there helping out and it's showing in the, you know, we're talking about like elevation and dark elevation being the developmental to get on, um, rampage. Well, you know, they pull the, uh, elevation and dark elevation. And that's going to have something to do with the Paramount deal now. They're going to do some something like the Elevation, Dark Elevation. So with Collision, the, assuming it's two hours, you'll have the Dark Elevation, Elevation, Ring of Honor tapings, and um, Dynamite. And Rampage. You say Rampage. Rampage. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you'll have, what is that, eight hours, seven hours of wrestling, seven hours of TV time, and all the recording that they're going to do. This library is going to be explosive, and when it becomes available, what would be really cool if they could do some of the training sessions without it being like all access where you feel like almost dirty watching it. (laughs) I'd really like to see from the first bump to today... The growth of Anna Jay, the growth of Julia, the like uh, Sammy Guevara, he's been wrestling for eight years. He's like damn 25 years old and he's so Riho. smooth in the ring. And who? You got people like Rio too. Who's been, yeah. You know, you, you look at her so and she's crazy. been wrestling for like 20 years and she's like 24 or something. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, she came out of the womb kicking, you know. Yeah, I think and, I heard uh, something on her her last match. She started wrestling at the age of six. Wow. I'm like, what? <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, she wasn't on the show, so we'll we'll keep going. But yeah, I thought uh, I thought maybe there was a little hiccup at the end of this match because I think the superplex was supposed to be into the chairs and they missed them. But I don't care. That damn match was fantastic. Yeah, loved it. I caught that too. Didn't even. I was like, well, she couldn't push off because she was selling the hip, and I was like, all right, let's keep it moving. Uh, She gets the win, and uh, we'll see how this how this pushes a story along because it was that was a lot of fun yeah and then we roll right into the uh house of black versus the bandito oh my god and <laughs> bandito and dude, and the best friends the best and, amigos dude yeah, the best amigos <laughs> when i first off me being a title nerd when i saw they changed the titles into it looked like silver black looking i was like those look freaking awesome the entrance I would have went and found the referee. Uh, I'd, I'd like to submit if I could. Can I yeah. tap now? Is it too early? The entrance <laughs> was phenomenal. The pacing of the match and the finish. Shh, Brody Lee hitting his mitt. Oh, mm. man. Yeah. And God. I really, really loved the way they set the ring up. Black out everything and just the spotlight on the ring. I loved it. I thought at first I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then as the match went on, I'm like, this is really cool. Like I really like this whole house of black rules and now I want them to keep the titles forever. And I want to see them going against all kinds of people. <laughs> yeah. I thought, so what do you, do you think the producers um, for WWE were watching this match going, 
I think I know how to use Bray Wyatt now. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I think we can produce a match similar to this. It doesn't have to be the fun house. It doesn't have to be a toolbox in a cage. It can be a no kidding. He can show his creativity in the ring as well as uh, character development. That And I felt bad when I was watching this match because I was really into it. And as soon as the match ended, I was like, click. This is how we could bring and rejuvenate Bray Wyatt. And he wouldn't have to be so fiendy, if that's a if that's a real word. And he can come back and be a little bit of of himself. Yeah, a little before. spooky, but not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> I, I dig this house, the house rules thing too. So just for anybody that didn't know, so any of the triple threat matches with the House of Black now are twenty second countouts, so you can't run. Uh, no rope break, which I think is pretty cool. I didn't and know then, that. I was yeah, like, oh, no rope break, which is cool. And then uh, the third one is the uh, the challengers can decide the stipulation whether it's no DQ or DQ. <laughs> which I'm like, who the hell's ever gonna go to the House of Black and go, yeah, no DQ, that's fine. Um, and then I did appreciate the the best friends going, well, I don't like that Julie Hart, she's spooky, so no spooky witches. That's the stipulation <laughs> we want. No spooky witches at winning. I was side, like, so. that is so character perfect. Yep. That is that's yep. aw- what we have to disguise like right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what? I didn't know about that. Yeah. They're such, they're so good. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, quick, quick thing backstage. Uh, Orange Cassidy is laid out by Kyle Fletcher. So I think we're getting that on Rampage. I think that match is going on. So good stuff. Did you, uh, what'd you think of uh, Renee Paquette talking with Orange Cassidy? <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. And she, she passed was, him on the back. Me too, bud. Me too. <laughs> and I was like, dude, you were killing it. His his in ring work, his character work, Renee backstage, and then yeah. just their like chemistry. Well, <laughs> her like- with the Jericho too, <laughs> like her uh, with Jericho and him talking about that, and her rolling her eyes at him, and then when Roderick Strong comes out and she's smirking, and then he hands and she's just like flat out starts laughing, and she's like, "Nope, that looks legit. Good luck with that," and walks away. <laughs> she's doing so good. Yeah. I'm so glad they brought her on and and they've given her this kind of role, not just. Yes. Uh, uh, producer in the back like I'm glad they've given her the mic and you can definitely tell they've told her to have fun like hey here's the gist we want you to get to and then be you because you know WWE not to, I don't like comparing contrasting but their interviewers don't ever just you know cut up and laugh or make jokes it's just you know you've got a producer in your ear you've got 17 seconds hit the wave tops let them hit their uh, you know their their um motto their gimmick their punchline whatever their punchline are yeah. yeah that miro piece though he said nothing yes and just like he said so much without one single word and i oh yeah I and can't, then and the I thunder rosa too it. she came in and just said i hear it's the night to talk to tony and walks in so yeah thunder rosa she coming call back him too. like poppy poppy tony or poppy something tony or, like, yeah Woo! What, Time to talk uh, to Poppy Tony. What what could this mean? So yeah, I, maybe I'm, she's gonna be the WWE or AEW's mommy. He'll be Poppy, and no, just kidding. Yeah. She's she's no Rhea Ripley. I'm sorry. Yeah, with all due respect. With all due respect. Yeah, I mean she's no Rhea Ripley. Yeah, nice, but no Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, facts. No, and Thunder Rose, if you're listening, I I mean in the ring wise, like I I mean yeah, like absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean in we'll see it Rivercon. Yeah. Wrestle, yeah, we'll, WrestleCon. Yeah. She's there again this year too. Yeah. I almost want to take the picture of her signing 
the picture of her and Edie. Like, so it's like this picture on picture on picture. Cause I took a picture of her signing. So Edie met her at one of the events. So she was signing that and I took a picture of it. I want to take that picture now to her to sign this time and take a picture of her signing the picture. That's awesome. I don't know, it was just something goofy I thought about. Uh, and then it's time for, you know, the match that I guess some people were excited about. I mean, Kenny, Kenny Omega yeah. and John Moxley in a steel cage, you know, first time Kenny Omega's together. ever been in a steel cage. No big yeah. deal. It's just whatever. Yeah, I mean, we can skip it and go right to, uh, you know, end credit. No, man, like. Talk, talk about the uh, commercials. Yeah. Picture in picture. Which <laughs> My wife said, bothered me, what? bothered me none last night. They were perfectly timed and the show was so fantastic. <laughs> and the only time I thought about it was when Daniel Garcia was air humping during a commercial. <laughs> and I was like, this would be so. And I was like. I wish we were in the ring right now because I think it would be so much funnier because I wanted to hear what Shivani was talking about or Taz saying, I guess he's really, (laughs) I guess he's really entertaining or, you know, but then, you know, the, the, he's getting off on this match. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was another, there was a picture in picture one that actually bothered me. And I think it was in the main events, main event. And Moxley, we come back to Moxley doing something, and I was like, wait, I missed part of it, but I don't remember. Like, I'll watch it back again, but there was there was one that actually bothered me, but I laughed because Amy's like, hey, do me a favor. She's like, whenever he starts talking about commercials, just edit it out. <laughs> talking about how you love commercials. Yeah. She's like, I don't care about commercials. I'm like, well, honey, you're not our only listener. Come on. <laughs> so some come people on, might Amy. like that he talks Give about me commercials. Something. <laughs> Give me something. But this match, let's, dude, was... Let's replace just, it with a positive thought. <laughs> I don't know if we got to censor that. <laughs> beep, beep. What did your For wife say who, when you got that? She was like, really? You told the whole story? <laughs> so those who don't have the uh, YouTube exclusive, not a real thing. Uh, I have a stress ball, which is actually in the shape of a breast. Uh, Booby. Areola and nipple, <laughs> nipple and everything. the whole shebang. And uh, I'm not big on negative thoughts. I replace positive thoughts. Most of them are uh, wrestling and woodwork. Not all. And Not uh, that kind yeah. of wood. So I, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I've got my little uh, squeaker squeak squeaking <laughs> is what I call it. So. Yep. Yep. I told, I told Amy that story and she's like, I'm going to get him something. And I, I didn't really put it together. And then I was like, all right. Yeah, that was pretty good. Man, I love this thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I need to fill the uh, decanter up. You got me. I think I washed it, so I just need to fill it up. And I think I'm going to put it on. I don't know if I can, though, because it's liquor. So I don't know what YouTube will say about me having an open bottle. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess maybe. I don't know. We'll see. They don't know what's in it. As long as I'm not chugging it on the air, <laughs> getting intoxicated. There it but is. But back to the match. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty good, man. I I don't even know where to go with it. Like, it, yeah, just right off the beginning with the young bucks uh, fighting with the uh, BCC coming out. You got Danielson on commentary, uh, jumping off the stages. Like it was just right out, just violence to begin with. They get in the ring and finally close the cage. The only the only thing like talking about the them coming to the ring. The only thing that threw me off was it looked like security was trying to keep um Mox out of the ring at one point I, and I was like I saw that he's like you know he was he said something to the effect of get the hell out of my I'm supposed to be in there get the hell out of my way or whatever yeah I thought that was weird too yeah, yeah. but man once they got in the ring dude it oh I loved how the even the referee was selling when he went to do a three count and there was yeah. glass oh yeah he uh 
he didn't switch hands, but he slid over. And then uh, afterward, he stood up and he was like, he was looking at his hand and he didn't change his glove or anything. But like the fact that he registered, I I was like, man, everybody's included in this. This is going to be awesome. And the finish was not what I expected at man. all. Well, uh, so there are a couple things in this match that made me go, Ugh. the barbed wire chair, yes. Moxley's back, and then he stands on it and it slid. And I'm thinking, oh, it's not real barbed wire. And then he stands up and you could see the slices in his back. Oh, man. I was like, okay, that sucks. That's going to leave a mark. Yeah. And then same with Omega. His back's all scratched up because he's hitting him with it. So I was like, Jesus. Um, uh, The glass was, you see it sticking all into Mox's back when he rolls over after the getting slammed into it. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I just. <laughs> my eyes just kind of watered a minute. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> The V-trigger, though, through yes. the cage was wow amazing. Even though I think it, I don't want to say botched, because he definitely hit the V-trigger, but he you could see he kind of caught his bottom, his back foot on the rope and got stuck where he got stuck. <laughs> I think Sidgwick, I think Sidgwick uh, tweeted out, you know, Omega's so good he uh, takes bumps on his balls, not his back or something like that. <laughs> good God, that had to hurt. I'm hoping yeah. he had a cup on, because... And then I was kind of concerned about it, the way he wrenched his knee because if you look back, like that knee got twisted in there really good. So I'm hoping he's okay. But yeah, there were there were a couple of couple of twists. I think there was a situation off of uh, it might have been the middle rope. And when they landed, I was like, okay, everybody get up, please. They everybody registered, and then they got out. I was like, okay, everybody keep it moving. And uh, yeah, that's a testament to AEW though because. There's a lot of their matches where I go, oh, God, is everybody get up okay? Okay, they did. So they're just really good at selling because I never know. Uh, now, there's some things like the, the uh, was it Dante Martin and his ankle? That, that wasn't oh, selling. That was legit. Yeah. That was there's right no up there with the Sid Vicious off. one. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, God, that was worst. The Sid Vicious? Oh, yes. yeah, where he lands and just bloop, snaps in two. Flip. Never the Oof. same. But yeah, uh, so this match, this match was awesome. The pacing was really good. Uh, there was a part when they, I think there was like a reverse chin lock or something. You could tell where they were like trying to figure out where they were in the match. They were trying to catch their breath. And it was uh, Danielson on commentary was talking about their conditioning and like who they are as athletes. And they like the commentary really brought a lot to the match. Not j- like. And then the ending totally, I was not expecting it. And Really? So you didn't think was, Don Callis was going to turn? I didn't think it was going to happen here. I thought it was going to happen at um, in uh, Vegas. Okay. And, but this, this could really, like, this could, like, this is something that could go through the summer, get you to Wembley, and give you just one of the bangingest matches that's going to be on that card. And, um, yeah, I, oof, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, good. I, I, I assumed the turn was coming. Um, I didn't know if it was gonna be Takeshita and Don Callis or just Don Callis, but, uh, I kind of saw it coming. Um, but that's okay. I just, it was still really good. Like, I, I mean, the match was, I, I was speechless watching and I'm like, this is so good to the fact that now that we've talked through the show, I think I'm going to go watch it again because yeah, I, I enjoyed I'm, it uh, so much. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I'm gonna watch it here in a little bit when I uh, when we're done. I yeah, it was. Um, I don't know if they had a producer or if they just produced their own match. 
I'm super interested in later on when they when they finally open up and share what Don Callis said to Omega and kissed him on the forehead. I'm doing this for you, or this had to be done, or I'm letting you go so you can fly, or or something having to do with Kenny Omega's character. And uh, you know when da- Don Callis was like, "Look at my head, look at my head." I'm like, "Dude, freaking Mox did that to you." Or you know the or the <clears throat> the cradle you know over there, but yeah, the BCC did it. It had nothing to do with Omega. Well, Omega was supposed to protect me, or blah 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 blah. However, they sell it. I'm buying it twice on Tuesday, and um, yeah, it's <laughs> oh man, yeah, Whew. it was it this this dynamite reminded me of some of the old like it's funny how AEW can do this. They'll do a dynamite like this where you're like, oh my god, it's great for, and then you'll go through a couple of like, man, they're all right. You know they're okay, but I, it's be I think it's because they set these high bars like this one where you go Jesus, and I know it's I know what Tony Khan's doing right. They just had backlash in Puerto Rico, so everybody's talking backlash. Everybody's talking backlash. All right, I'll show you. I'm gonna have a loud ass crowd. I'm gonna put on amazing matches. So now the conversation's gone from talking about backlash to oh my god, did you see Kenny yeah. Omega? You know, hit a V trigger through the or oh my gosh, the conditioning on Phoenix and, and Claudio, and they were exhausted and like. It's good stuff, and this is a rare five beard dynamites for me. I had no faults with this show at all. Yeah, like I, I even uh, tried to like reanalyze it and go, okay, where can I take something off? I got nothing. Like the backstage segments were good. There weren't. There wasn't any over interruptions. The in in ring promo from Christian Cage was good. The vignettes for the pillars was amazing. The women's. The, I guess the only thing if I wanted to take it down was is that there was only one women's. No, because they did a segment too with the out the out. So yeah, this is a almost this was a perfect dynamite for me. This is a five star or five beer dynamite. Yeah, I uh I gave it four and a half. Um, not that it wasn't and now what would have given it five stars is if Orange Cassidy or the uh trios championships would have changed hands. That was the only thing. And you know, like to the point where the commercials didn't bother me, it's just five beards, like wow. So you and, think uh, you think this was as good as Raw, or Raw was as good as this? Because you gave Raw four and a half too. Yeah, I think. Or is it a different I, curve? No, I mean it's <laughs> you know I think the yeah is it a WWE curve? Um, everything's compared to the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, but the yeah I mean I, this was on par with Backlash. This was absolutely on par with um, the uh, Raw after Backlash. And yeah, the only thing that would have given it five stars or five beards would have been a title change. And um, yeah, I just, I, I loved, I love, this will probably be one of the ones that I'll look back and go, man, I should have given this sucker five beards. Four and, and three I quarters at least. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was better than, yeah. I mean, it was better than raw. So yeah, four and three quarters would be, would be the right way to go. Um but yeah, I super proud of uh, AEW and where they are from the first show till now, and they're constantly trying to get better. Whereas sometimes WWE looks like they're just trying to get to the next show. And Tony said, "Hey, um, super like I know everybody watched watched Backlash. I want to outdo the main event. I want to outdo the Bad Bunny Damian Priest match. That's your bar tonight." Everybody's getting a $50,000 bonus or whatever he said to him. And uh, yeah, just awesome. Yeah, cool. Well, with that, 
It's that time of the show where I say thank you all for listening. Uh, we're going to start advertising going live. Um, the big thing is we got to make sure we're on time. <laughs> but we'll start doing uh, more live on YouTube. Uh, I think we're going to start doing our review shows live on YouTube uh, for everybody to come listen slash watch us. Uh, as we're getting more comfortable uh, doing this, I think it'd be a fun way to engage with our audience. So look for those advertisements to be coming out. If you're following us on Twitter, we appreciate it. If you know somebody who's not following us, smack them in the head and tell them to follow us at No Shave Man Cave Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, and which one am I missing? Rumble. Rumble and YouTube. So hit us up. Give us a follow if you want to get in touch with us and you don't have any of those social medias. No Shave Man Cave at gmail.com. If this is your first time hearing us, welcome. We love that you stuck around to hear this. Hit a subscribe. It's free for you. It doesn't cost you anything. Helps us in the algorithm. Helps us get out to more people. And uh, we are available anywhere you get a podcast from. We are literally anywhere you get a podcast from. So if you're listening to a podcast and your friend who listens to a podcast and it's somewhere else, just tell them to look us up. We appreciate everybody. And uh, it is time for that part of the night with the hot tag out to my buddy for the closer. Bump and feed. Yes, sir. Hey, we're going to be live on the Fantasy Sports Corp on Saturday at 7 p.m. Every Saturday at 7 p.m. You can check us out. Just hop on the tube of you, YouTube, and uh, we will be there ready and waiting, getting after it, talking about some wrestling, the week in wrestling, interacting with fans that are dialing in. And uh, yeah, can't can't say enough how... Uh, humbling it is and the follows and the likes and the feedback so really really appreciate it to uh, all our brothers and sisters in arms thank you for your service some gave all and all gave some until next time my friends stay safe look out for yourselves look out for each other and i'll see you on the floor you've been listening to the no shave men cave if it's pro wrestling we're talking about it Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.